All right, let's get out to the zone phone. Joining us now, uh, senior writer for The Athletic. He's covered the NFL for a long time. He's Mike Sando with us here on The Big Show. Hi, Mike. How are you? Good. How are you? Hey, we're doing great. We were just kind of getting into what uh, matchup this weekend we were most looking forward to. What's your answer? What uh, what matchup are you most looking forward to? You know, probably the Buffalo-Baltimore game. I, I feel like those games involving the number one seeds, you know, are going to be good. I'm interested in them. But those other two are kind of, you know, potential bloodbath type games. So that one really is with Josh Allen, you know, with Lamar Jackson. They're both kind of trying to define themselves pretty early in their careers with a lot on the line. So my my co-host and friend, Jake, just characterized the Buccaneers-Saints game as the geriatric bowl. Uh, will you do me a favor and please explain to these guys, I, I know it's rudimentary, but for whatever reason, Jake and our producer, Austin, have a hard time comprehending the greatness of Tom Brady. Yeah, well, no doubt. That by your question, though, you're you are admitting then that Breeze is in that category. Is that what I'm saying? Your... Yeah. No, no, no. I, these guys are just always making fun of Tom. Yeah, yeah. Because they're jealous uh, well, of him and all that. Yeah, well, you know, I think people have been waiting for for him and predicting his demise for a long time, and, and his age almost unprecedented to be playing this well, this old. Every time the stats aren't good in a year, you know, people will say, "Well, that's it. He's declining." But I think what happened in New England was too many things fell apart around him that it was hard to function. And we saw that it got even uglier, really, at least in their passing game this year um, without him. And I think we've just seen him get a little bit better as they've gone along. And, you know, you look up at the end of the year, he's got 40 touchdown passes, and they're, they've won a playoff game, albeit against Washington. Um, this is sort of a make or breaker. You know, I think if they win this one against New Orleans, then those questions about uh, – you know, like what you were talking about in your question to me, you know, sort of doubting them or, or whatever, um, go away. If they lose and lose 38-3 to like it was in whatever that was, middle of the season when they lost to the Saints big, then I think you can, you know, have some more questions. It seemed to me uh, watching the Chiefs this year that they were just incredible uh, at the beginning. I know they had that loss to the Raiders sneak in there and that aside, but the, that offense was just humming. seemed that the last month wasn't quite the same. I, I don't know if I have the guts to pick the Browns over the Chiefs this week, but what do you think about how they're playing coming into this game? I think it's hard to fake hunger after you've won the Super Bowl, you know, and then you come into this year, it's kind of a grind with all the COVID protocols and, and that. I, I don't think this, I don't think the season was as fun for players in general. And here you've got a Super Bowl ring on your finger and everyone's gunning for you. I think they did a remarkable job. Remember, they rested their starters in the last game or else they might have been 15-1, and one, right? I mean, usually when there's a 15-1, that type of a season, you have this amazing landslide type of field. They just kept winning the games. So I give them a ton of credit. I think so. you're talking the second half of the year. I mean, the second half of the year, did they just lose the one game? You know? Um, right. They lost one game and they rested their starters in it. So I think we have really high expectations for them and we have memories of, you know, their highest moments when they're just everything looks easy. But if you remember, they were down 24 nothing in the playoffs last year. They were losing to the 49ers by double figures in the final 10 minutes of the Super Bowl. The bottom line is they, they went, and they were 7-1, and one, like I said, along with Green Bay and Buffalo. That's the best record in the league over the last eight games of the season. Now, their scoring was only 26 points a game on offense, so that's way below where those other teams are, and I think that lends credence to what you're saying, that it wasn't just – 
smooth sailing, a lot of close games in there. But give him a bye now. Let him go play for a Super Bowl. I mean, I, I kind of expect him to play well. Maybe it was just uh, coming from a guy who had Tyreek Hill on his fantasy team and was single-handedly <laughs> winning matchups early in the year that didn't uh, didn't go that way later. Yeah, that could, that could be the case. I, I always wish that you know they could find a way to solve for the fact that fantasy championships just don't align with the teams at the end of the year. So it's fun for a while, and then it just becomes frustrating. <laughs> So what's your evaluation of the Browns? And did you expect them to beat the Steelers, especially the way they did? You know, I, I didn't. I I mean, I wasn't shocked that they did, but I, I sort of thought that, you know, Steelers had gotten a little bit going in the second half of the game against Indy, and that the, I thought Roethlisberger struggled a little bit physically this season and that having a down week might, you know, let him go. But, man, they just weren't good, and I guess we should have seen that the last five games of the regular season. And Cleveland's better than, you know, better than we think. They, in fact, in this matchup, I was looking at this. They've scored forty or more points four times. Kansas City's done it once. Mm-hmm. You know, there's only one team that's done it more than Cleveland this year. That's Tennessee with five. Isn't that interesting? Those are two like heavy run teams that you think are trying to shorten the game and not get into a shootout. They got nine forty-plus games between them, so they must be doing something right. And I like the kind of the mindset, the hunger, getting the coach back. Um, I think they're dangerous, but probably shouldn't win. Mike Sando on with us from the Athletic, talking a little NFL football. If you, uh, Mike, if you were the general manager of the Packers, would you consider drafting a quarterback in the first round every year? If uh, this is what you're going to get from Aaron Rodgers, yeah. If you think that was a cause and effect <laughs> to get him to play uh, even better, you know, I think what I'm watching to see is, in all seriousness, you know, they've been great when uh, they've been able to sort of play their game, meaning their run game's going. A lot of play action. Rodgers has 21 touchdowns, no interceptions on play action this year. That's a, that's incredible. It's way better than last year. But when you get in the playoffs and you play some better teams, don't know if it's going to be this week, but like when you saw when they played Tampa, sometimes they get pressure on you. And who do they have that is, uh, besides Devontae Adams, who's going to win quickly in a one-on-one? If they double Devontae Adams, who can win quickly? And I thought – in the draft, it would have been better off to, you know, get another weapon, receiving weapon. That said, the receivers played good this year, you know, for the most part. And now we'll just see if that holds all the way through and if, if they finish. Because if they don't have enough horsepower at wide receiver in when they're off schedule and when they're not able to have their run game, maybe if they're behind, then I think some of those criticisms will come to mind. Jordan Love, who we're very familiar with since he played his college ball here in this state, uh, he's probably looking at himself in the mirror going, what am I doing here? <laughs> this, yeah, yeah. this guy looks like he's great and looks like he could be great forever. If you were, to, I know these things are kind of silly, Mike, but if you were to rank the seasons that the premier quarterbacks this year had, Rodgers, Mahomes, and Allen, what order would you put them in? Um, let's see, Rodgers, Mahomes, Allen, I would probably go – I would probably go in that order. Now, I think our expectations before the season can sometimes influence how we grade them. You could probably make a case that, you know, Josh Allen, for where he had been, uh, uh, deserves to be higher. But I think in our minds, we know Rodgers and Mahomes are great, so we sort of lean towards them for sure. Because we think, oh, you know, if Allen had a bad year next year, like it wouldn't shock you, right? He sort of needs to prove it. But I think they're all kind of special um, 
in their own way. And I would put Rodgers at the top because I just think he was just so, so efficient, so on it. And I really, frankly, think for these great quarterbacks, not having crowd noise on the road really made them their advantages even bigger. And Rodgers is better than anyone at, at capitalizing on that with drawing people off sides, with just manipulating defenses and being, you know, a great player who's been doing it a long time. Uh, Mike, obviously you haven't, uh, you know, started looking at the draft uh, too much yet, or at least I, I would assume as much. But there are a lot of uh, Zach Wilson fans, obviously, around here. And uh, he's uh, looking like he's going to be a first-round quarterback. And Gordon asked me an interesting question early in the show today. But if you're in his position, and you're not going to be the number one pick, but probably a first-round guy, of the teams that are going to be drafting quarterbacks, where where would you be rooting to go if you were Zach? Okay, so... Are we assuming that Trevor Lawrence is going to go to Jacksonville? Yes. Yes. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Okay. Um, Well, it might be nice to go to Atlanta. Um, I'm just looking at the – I'm on – you ever go to tankathon.com? It's a pretty good (laughs) website. It's got – tankathon's got the draft order, so it's, like, updated even during the season if if you want to look at it. So that's, like, what I called up, and I'm going, okay, here's what I'm thinking. Jacksonville, let's just say Lawrence goes there. New York, I mean, the pressure of New York, I mean, they just turn on you. They don't have a good team yet. A first-time defensive head coach, I mean, maybe maybe you don't want to be staring into those bright lights before you're ready. You know what I mean? They're, they're going to they're gonna turn on you quick. Um, Houston, let's just assume, with the third pick, is either going to have uh, Deshaun Watson, uh, and with their organization, if they were to make a trade, I don't know that I'd want to go there. But Atlanta, I kind of like because, uh, Matt Ryan's there. You get a ch- maybe you get a chance to to do things the right way, kind of like uh, Mahomes did with Alex Smith, right? And maybe the organization then is invested in you taking you that early, and you get a chance to play. And maybe maybe you sit for a year. You know, maybe if Ryan plays great and pulls a Rogers on you, you know, maybe it's two. But you get a chance to come in and you know sort of do things at your own pace. I think that has appeal for development. So, Mike, speaking of quarterbacks, we figure something out for me. We uh, Two quarterbacks I want to ask you about. Are they good quarterbacks? Jared Goff and Carson Wentz. Well, I mean, Wentz is not a good quarterback right now. I don't know exactly what happened to him. I'm not high on him. I thought he was overrated coming into the year. There seems to be maybe something missing. It just seems like even when he was playing decently, you would hear things like, did the locker room like him or, you know, so what's going on on the team? And he just hasn't been able to kind of deal with the pressure of that situation and elevate them. So that's that's hard to say that he's a good quarterback, even though we know when things are really well around him, he, he has played well. I think Goff is, you know, probably a little underappreciated, but very much reliant on the system and, you know, the run game and those things that take the pressure off. That said, when he does have to really throw the ball, same thing with Wentz, they can really throw the ball well. I just don't see him elevating them, being the reason consistently. And some of that is because he's not able to create with his legs or threaten with a second play when the first one breaks down. It feels like things have to be going well around him for him to really do well. Mike, thank you very much for dropping by. We greatly appreciate it. Enjoy the games this weekend. You too. Thanks. That's uh, Mike Sando.
joining us from the athletic uh, cover. He's covered the NFL for a long, long time. And uh, yeah, should be should be a fun weekend. It's interesting. He picked uh, Atlanta as maybe a good spot for a young quarterback. You and I were feeling uh, feeling similarly. Yeah, I've I've heard others say that as well because they think it would be a good place uh, with the offensive mind there. So I I don't know. We'll see. But uh, you know, someone I should have asked him about when I inc- talked about Goff and uh, Wentz. Of Darnold, is Sam Darnold? Does he? Do you think that the Jets ruined him, or do you think he's really not that good? Yeah, that's that's an interesting one, and I I, I thought the very same thing when you asked that question. You know, I wonder uh, you could ask the same thing about Sam Darnold because the Jets have have really uh, jetsed his career, right? And I don't know <laughs> if you can tell whether it's the Jets or it's a Darnold problem. I think. Um, He's one of those guys I'd like to see get a fresh start somewhere else, like a like a Ryan Tannehill with his fresh start with the Titans, and that's gone pretty yeah. well. Mm-hmm. So I I don't know I I think well if you read the latest reports, Gordon, the Jets are now considering keeping Darnold and doing something else with that number two pick. I would guess they would trade it if they decide to keep Darnold, but um, yeah, would I, they I don't want, know. Do they want would they want Penny Sewell because they need to they need to protect. Yeah, their young quarterback. He just didn't get off to. I mean, remember the mono his rookie year, and then he he looked okay in his second year, and then just this last year was just dreadful. But that team was basically trying to lose. So I mean, and the, and Adam Gase is is just a dreadful dreadful coach. I mean, I, I know that is... Reese tread coaches are a thing, but he's got to be done done right. Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, this is the thing about when when BYU fans think about Zach Wilson going a certain place, these are kinds of things that must dance around in their minds because, you know, they're fans of their guy and they want to see him look good in the NFL and have a prosperous career there. And if you go to the wrong place, man, it can collapse. These guys that that I just asked about and with Darnold, they were good quarterbacks coming out of college. These guys aren't aren't uh, uh, the dregs of the league. I mean, well, they Goss come in to a Super Bowl. Let's let's give him a yeah. little bit. I mean, he's accomplished a little bit more than the other two. Yeah. And Wentz, Wentz just I don't I think it's mental with that dude. That guy just forgot how to play football. I mean, how how else do you explain it where you go from, you know, even if you didn't want to throw him into the really good category, but you go from serviceable to hot garbage overnight? I mean, <laughs> well, how does yeah. that happen? Yeah, I don't I don't know. Yeah. All right. I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe the maybe the truth is somewhere in between. Sometimes it's the team's fault, and sometimes the individual we're talking about was wasn't that good to begin with. But it, it's a, uh, to me, it's a shame when a guy really does have potential, and he goes to a place where he's not utilized correctly, doesn't get the right opportunities, doesn't have the right tools around him, and he's just uh, tutored in the wrong way. Yeah. 